Senders, these episodes are brought to you by the supporters of the Segment Podcast. Big thank you going out to YT Industries, Kenda Tires, Tasco MTB, Etnies Shoes, and Spy Optic. Take a look at the description link for discount codes and affiliate links to help support the channel. Hi, I'm Mark Hill, and this is The Segment, the podcast. I believe in humans' potential, that the ultimate expression of oneself is achievable. And we all have that urge, that need to progress and become better. And I feel that the trail can help us do that. Whether it's overcoming fears, learning from mistakes, taking calculated trail risks, or building those long-lasting friendships. It's all progression. Join me as I speak with folks who are moving from the ordinary to the extraordinary, and let's catch them on their journey towards the KOM of their life. Welcome to the segment. Let's go. Yo, what is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Segment Podcast. This is episode 121 with special guest Connor Smith. And uh, I met Connor back at Woodward in Tehachapi, California, when I went there for my son's birthday trip. And uh, man, Connor is a shredder on the BMX bike. He uh, he is the reason why I learned tuck no handers as well as tire taps. And there's a whole bunch of tricks that are just on the verge of getting unlocked. And uh, this is a big reason why having this gentleman here on the show. Uh, before we get started, I just want to remind everybody this weekend coming up, there's a lot of good things going on in this local area of Southern California. One of them is going to be that Sky Park is having their bike fest this weekend. So if you're looking for something fun to do, Head on up to Sky Park and uh, you won't be disappointed. It is their bike fest. There's going to be a lot of vendors, a lot of riders, different bike companies that you can demo bikes from. So that's always a good time up there at Sky Park. That's going to be this weekend coming up. And um, also another bike company, YT, one of the companies that supports this podcast, they just released a new Capra so the Capra is uh, out there. So it's a uh, it's a pretty cool looking bike. It's an uncaged ten, so it always has like a different paint job on it. So take a look when you get a chance. And all those people that are going back to school with kids, take a look at some of the companies that are having discounts on their stuff, like Vans and Etnies and all the different brands that are are cool for the kids and cool for us because there's discount codes there. So. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get Mr. Connor Smith in on the show and learn about Connor and how he started ripping on the BMX bike and get this. He's going to get his crack at the X Games this next year, so uh, I can't wait to talk to Connor. Here he comes. Yo, Connor, what's up, brother? What's up? Hey, man. Great to see you, dude. I, uh, I was telling everybody that uh, you're one of the reasons why I was able to unlock the Tuck No Handers and the tire grabs there's a bunch of other tricks that you were showing me that is, is on the verge of getting unlocked but i need an airbag i need to come back <laughs> to woodward and get on that airbag yeah the, so, the airbag they actually just recently changed the foam so i'm i haven't gotten to ride it yet but i'm really excited too they changed it to foam they took it out it's foam now yep dang same same width and length that we were riding before yeah they just pulled the whole airbag out of that little like divot in the ramp and then they just filled it with foam damn oh dude i can't wait okay i gotta get back up there i gotta get back there i know right now they have camps at woodward but once mm -hmm. they get like the open sessions on the weekends uh we'll be back and it's, it's gonna yeah. be fun dude i didn't realize now climbing out of that foam's gonna be fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i'm just excited because like an airbag like kind of like stops progression to a certain point because like you're still worried about getting hurt and like you can still land on your neck and get hurt but like in foam you have like no worries. You can land in your on your neck, be fine, and like that's just what I'm excited about. Dang, right, right, yeah. Because I know that while you and I were there, uh, there were people that were interested in learning backflips, but yeah, the airbag is a little dicey when you're thinking about if you land on your neck all funky and stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a good point. Yeah, you can go and you can spear your you can spear your head into the foam and <laughs> come out laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be good. So, dude. I wanted to start this 
I wanted to start off with um, just letting everybody know, if you've seen my Instagram on the segment, you'll notice that there was a kid, Connor Smith, that was just shredding, and I had to get footage of him. And uh, I think one of the runs that we filmed was part of one of your competition runs when we were filming in there. Yeah, uh-huh. It was insane. And then I later learned that you had asthma and you, you're battling through that as an athlete. And then just recently, some other great opportunities. But, man, let's take it to the beginning. I know you're 19 years old, but when did you start BMX? And has it always been BMX or was it all kinds of bikes? Um, well, I started out at first. Um, well, I got into BMX. Um, I got into bike riding at a very young age. My um, my parents had this little rusty old yellow little, I think it was a, it's called like a rhino bike or something. Okay. And I learned, taught myself how, how to ride that. And I was like, okay, like, and then I started riding and just like riding around the block and stuff. And I started getting good. And then don't know why as a kid, just my brain was not coherent, but I'd make, I'd stack up center blocks and put a piece of wood there and I'd launch myself off of it. We had a, like a little launch ramp, a plastic launch ramp that we'd cover with leaves and like, just don't even know where it is. Just go full speed and jump it. <laughs> and yeah. So that's like kind of where it started for me. So you're already getting the stoke at an early age, throwing yourself off of these these jumps with the little rhino bike and um, just starting progressing from there. Yeah. So, go, go for it, Connor. You were going to say. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's how it started. And like it was after that, I just kind of kept like just riding around and stuff. And then um, BMX came to me through – Drew Bizanson, I think it was. He um big part of it. I just saw one of his videos randomly online on YouTube and I was like, I want to be like him someday. Yeah. But what was it about him? Was it his style? Was it the tricks he was doing? What what grabbed your attention about him? It was mostly his style because like he didn't have like a lot of like the big big tricks. Like he still has like every single trick in his arsenal, but he just mostly like posted style videos and stuff. And I was just like, I wish I could ride as smooth as him. I want to like do jumps like that and stuff. So that's dope, dude. I always love when you get inspired by somebody. When, when I was a kid, yeah. I was inspired through skateboarding. Skateboarding was my thing. And it was like Steve Caballero and Danny way, those guys, like there was something about their style that their expression on, on how they did their tricks just look so different. And, it it attracts you and motivates you to to do your thing. So, so this rider motivated you to start learning all these tricks. Did you then get a BMX bike and and just start teaching yourself, or did you have somebody to help you? Um, actually, I kind of like after I saw that, I was just jumping my little Schwinn bike like everywhere. My Schwinn and, my, and the Rhino bike. I got a little Schwinn BMX bike. I started riding that, ripping that around, um, pedal brakes and everything. Um, and then I kind of, once I got into middle school, I kind of just steered away from BMX for a little bit. And I started racing mountain bikes with, um, the SoCal cycling league. Oh, that's right. You and I were talking yeah. about that. So you were doing, was that cross country or was that, was that enduro or it was cross country, cross country. Okay. So now you're getting to the point you're building up some endurance, some strength, pumping out those miles. Were you in Tehachapi where, when you were, when you joined this league? Yeah, I was racing for the Tehachapi mountain bike team. Okay. Now when we were there, there was like so much elevation out there. Is there some trails that you're allowed to, to, to name out there that are like good for training, also good for mountain biking? Uh, yeah. Um, so we have a trails network here in Tehachapi. It's called, what's it called? Um, TMTA. Um, and they have like a whole trail system. They just recently put in some jumps on the trails and stuff. And it's just up on this mountain. Like it's over by the cement plant out here. Okay. Okay. On the same side of town as Woodward is on that. Uh, no, it's on the other side of town. Oh, it's on the Northern side. North. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. That looks like some steep terrain out that way. I bet some of yeah. those trails are pretty epic, man. Yeah. They're pretty gnarly. So you're right in there, you're training, you're, you're racing. And, um, what did you, did you just stay in the XC side for a while or was BMX like constantly calling your name 
to get back? Uh, BMX was definitely constantly calling my name. I think in like, I think in like sixth grade, like midway through sixth grade, I went back to, I went to summer camp out at Woodward. Um, and that I was like, you know what? I want to do BMX like fully, but then, uh, my parents were really big on like me, like, like just health benefits of like just riding and stuff. So they wanted me to stay on the mountain bike team. So I'd do like, I'd switch back and forth from BMX, bring my BMX bike to mountain bike races, like just do stuff like on my, when I wasn't on my mountain bike and stuff, but. Did you feel that, that training for XC, like getting your body stronger, did that help you on BMX? Actually, yeah, it really did. Um, I, since I've stopped riding XC, I, uh, I have noticed like my stamina has gone down so much. Like I can barely hold together a one minute run in a BMX competition. But when I was doing it, I'd like, I'd do my full like one minute run and just be totally fine after not really breathing hard and stuff. But dang, dang, yeah, I can see that. I definitely have, we have some kids in our neighborhood that are XC riders and they tear it up when they get on the mountain bike, you know, outside XC and they just go freestyle. It's, it's amazing how much strength and stamina they have. Like, I guess it's their fast twitch muscles plus endurance. They're just like crazy. Um, but for you, you had something a little different. Um, you know, I know riding had helped you a lot, but you also grew up in, with asthma and being out there in Tehachapi where you literally get the four seasons. Did Was it hard for you compared to everybody else? Did you feel like with, with asthma in competition? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, a couple of my competitions, I would be like struggling with my asthma. Sometimes my inhaler wouldn't work because of our elevation. um yeah i know i know the first race they had up here i was like i was doing really good that season i hadn't gotten podium but i had gotten like i kept getting like just off podium and i was like okay this could work out like i could like actually gain a lot of points this season and the last race um before state finals i was riding i was racing i think i was in i was in like third position third no I was actually leading the pack um when I was doing this so I was in first place and I noticed my asthma starts giving me crap so I was like Mm. you know what I'll just take a puff of my inhaler always kept it in my back pocket go to pull it out it falls out on the trail no I was just like okay I have like a lap and a half left like I'll easily be able to just get it done and stuff so I just keep going and I ended up having to stop right as like uh, you could you were up on the mountain but you could see the venue uh-huh. um i had to stop and i had to catch my breath and i was gaining i was leading by like i think two minutes so i was just like just sitting there like just chilling for a second and then i see number two rider come through and then number three and then i try to get back on and go and i was on the downhill too and i still was struggling Damn. and i just i knew i couldn't like continue on so i managed to get myself down to the pits and at this point i can barely breathe i'm like i'm starting to turn blue like kind of freaking out um so and then i i pass out and my dad catches me and then i ended up having to go to the hospital for that whoa so you had a full-on asthma attack during competition dude Uh that that's scary what with you with asthma was it something that's is it like seasonal is it is it perennial like always there or when certain allergens are in the air does it act up more uh it's always there for the most part um like um seasonal it it is seasonal like sometimes it's like stronger than usual um Um, in the different seasons but it's normally for the most part always there got it and do you take a I, I know you have an inhaler you were saying that dropped on the on the ground that must have been your rescue inhaler right like the one yep. that works pretty quickly to open you up do you have another inhaler like a controller inhaler that you use on a daily um, basis I use the rescue inhaler on a daily basis and then like in the mornings I'll get up and I have um, a nebulizer that so it's like basically like being hooked up to oxygen you pour the medicine into a little mask and yeah, I use those in the morning and stuff, but or if I don't have an inhaler, but for the most part, I usually keep an inhaler on hand and I have like backups everywhere. So, wow, dang man, and that didn't scare you away from from riding from riding and racing when you when you passed out and had to go to the hospital. Are you? Um, first of all, I'm glad you're okay. 
That sounds, <laughs> that sounds scary, dude. And, um, when you went to the hospital, what, what did they, did they just, did they have to give you a shot to open you back up like the steroids and stuff or how did that go? They had to give me a nebulizer treatment and they had like certain medicine that opened me up like right away. And I think I had to stay for like two hours and just like they, I was hooked up to the machine for like an hour, just trying to like gain my breath and stuff. And then once my heart rate went back down, they let me go. Gosh, man. And for the folks who have never had asthma or an asthma attack, what does it feel like when you're, when you're having one? Is it, some people have told me it feels like you're trying to breathe out of a straw. Is it, is it something like that? Uh, yeah. Um, for sure. Like you slowly feel it, like you feel it like just like there a little bit and then it slowly starts getting smaller and smaller and smaller till it's like straw. And then huh. you're just like, I like, I can't breathe. I need to have something to like help me get through this. Um, I, when I use my inhaler, I don't usually use it until it gets really bad, um, which I probably shouldn't do that. But yeah, it just depends on the person though. Okay, got it. And then once you use that rescue inhaler, it opens you up after a few minutes, 10, 15 minutes or so, you're back to it? Yeah. Okay, dang, man. That's just another thing for you to think about when you're when you're writing. Um but that's cool that you're able to overcome that. And uh, that's a cool story because it hasn't stopped you from writing. And when you when we talk about you and your writing, um, tell us a little bit about how the how your writing BMX or XC has helped you. Um, you mean like as a person? Yeah. Um, well, it's helped me a lot. Um, I realized like once I started getting older, um, I've gone through like depression and all that stuff. And um, I realized like finding something to get your mind off like stuff that sucks. Like it's like big, big motivators. So like when I'm upset or like say I'm going through a breakup or whatever, um, I'll just go get on my bike, um, go out to Woodward, go to the skate park and just ride as hard as I can, learn new stuff. And that helps like dramatically with like my mental health and stuff like I, when I was, when I was, I've been, I was laid up, um, like a month. Um, I, I'm just coming off of an injury. Uh, I broke my foot in three places and when I, yeah, when I was, um, laid up for that, I was super depressed and still couldn't go ride my bike. And I realized like how much it helps my mental health. So, man, you preach it, bro. I, I know how that feels. It, it's something about writing for me. I think it's, um, you finally get to release and go out there. You're, you're exercising, but you're not thinking about stuff because you're trying to figure out like what you're going to do, what line you're going to take, how's this corner going to be, you know, and you're having fun doing it at the same time mm -hmm. while you're trying to survive yep. <laughs> for, for you. It's, it's stuff like this. I'll bring this up for people to see for you. It's, it's like all kinds of crazy, like things like here you are at Woodward, um, and, and writing, this is the box, right? You're sessioning the box there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that place. So fun. One of the cool things about writing that I see you here is like, you're just in a zone when you're writing. And yep. uh, it's hard to be depressed because you have to be in the moment, you know? Um, look at this. Do you feel like, do you feel like that? Do you feel freedom? Or what do you feel when you're writing in the zone like that? You know, I feel like really happy that I'm on my bike. And also like, I, I usually ride with earbuds in, which a lot of riders hate like earbuds. I don't know why I, it's always helped me. Like it, I just usually have tunnel vision, forget everything. And I'm just like, all right, it's your time to shine. It's your time to ride. Like you need to go out there and be the best. And you've been training your butt off for this. And even when I'm in training, I'll put headphones in and just be like, all right, this is going to help me like do this trick and stuff. And, it's just basically tunnel vision. Like I think of the trick I'm going to do. And then right after I just have to have that split second, like, okay, the ne next trick. And then the next trick. Right. Right. Yeah. You're just putting it in. And are you even like, when we talked about your, your competition runs, do you have, are you, are you thinking about each trick only when they come up or are you like thinking about all of them the entire time? Like I have to be here for this line or that line, or does it, you just kind of space out and get in it. Um, you know, I I practiced the line before and I like 
point out certain parts. Like I'll st I'll like stand there for a little bit and just be like, okay, I'm gonna do this trick here, this trick there, this trick there. And sometimes I'll get in my own head. Like my first runs, I'll get in my own head and be like, like okay, and then start thinking about them all at once. And then um, I'll mess something up. But it's mostly just all right, make sure you do this trick. And then I land and then into the next trick, I like think about it and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this, land, do this. And yeah. Got it. So it's kind of like a flow as you're, yeah. as you're going through. That's very, very cool, man. That's cool. Yeah. It, it writing helps out with mental health so much and I've met so many people and that is a big common denominator that we all talk about is that it's kind of, it's kind of like dirt church. You go there <laughs> in a way yep. you go there and you come out feeling so much better. You're just like, man, I'm so glad I went broke a sweat, mm -hmm. got moving somehow, somewhere along the way, my mind figured out how to crack whatever was ailing me, whatever that thing is. Um, when I wasn't even really thinking about it. So it's pretty cool. It's very cool. Yeah. So you found that to be true for you as well. And, um, and we were just talking about how you were an XC and now you're getting back into BMX. You started taking your BMX bike to the XC competitions. Um, when did you go fully into the BMX side? And how in the heck did you learn all the things that you know how to do on a bike? <laughs> you know, um, I went full, um, full BMX um, probably my junior year of high school. Yeah, my okay. junior year. Um, okay. and I was just like, I'm just going to quit the bike team just and focus on BMX. And that's when I started competing too. And like, I had done a little bit of like competitions, like here and there, but then that's when I really started to take it serious. Were your parents a little bit worried when you, when you decided to drop out of the XC competition and pursue BMX? I mean, I, I know they're really supportive of you. So I was wondering if they're the parents that wanted to keep you in there. Like you just got to grind through this. Or did they see your passion for BMX and support you in that direction too? You know what? It's hard to tell, honestly. Um, I know my dad um, at first was a little upset that I, I left the bike team. Um, but I knew that he knew that I was passionate about BMX. And they, my, both of my parents loved going to my, um, my events for BMX and stuff. And, um, but I know for a fact it scares the crap out of my mom sometimes when I fall and don't get up. Same with my dad. Like, um, a couple of years ago I fell in a competition run, hit my throat on my bars and got the wind knocked out of me. Oh, and I know my mom, it freaked my mom out. And my dad actually like hopped the barrier thing and came over to me. So. Oh my gosh. Dang. So yeah, that's kind of like hard for them to see. You're obviously doing pretty gnarly stuff. Um, you, you're not doing just the endurance runs. Now you're like flipping and <laughs> doing all these crazy <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah. And when I, when I watch you here, I want to bring up your, your Instagram. Let's look at this run right here for a lot of these tricks. I know when I was a kid, I'd learn a lot of these by watching other writers videos. Um, you kind of have a unique opportunity where you're close to Woodward and I'm sure you get exposure to a lot of different writers. Um, has there been a writer that has really inspired and helped you along the way? Or is a lot of this self-taught? Um, a lot of it, <clears throat> a, a decent amount of it is self-taught with like, um, like just like input from different pros. Um, I'd probably say my biggest influence was, is probably Wesley Hark or Jake Leva. Okay. Okay. Wow. And were, did they spend time with you at Woodward or... Uh, yeah, they'll spend time with me at Woodward. They'll, um, I know Coco Zarita too. He, um, he'll come out and like he'll text me when I'm when we're going to when he's going to Woodward and he'll be like, "Yo, are you gonna ride?" And I'll be like, "Yeah." Um, but yeah, most of them hang out with me. I know Wesley. Wesley texts me when he's going out there and he's like, "Yo, you want to come ride?" And Jeez. he'll like, he'll he kind of taught me how to like preload into a ramp and pump a ramp um, to go higher and stuff. Interesting to get that pop. Wow. For those of you who are on iTunes or Spotify right now, uh, we're we're looking at clips of Connor, and uh, that's not a BMX bike that you're on. What's that? That is your son's mountain bike. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. That was awesome, man. That was so fun watching you. That is on the resi, and you're you're you were killing it. Did it now going from 
BMX to a dirt jumper like that, um, once we really firmed up that front shock, did it feel crazy different or was it not too bad? It was crazy different. I honestly, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I I knew I could ride it. It was just like, it was like sketchy because like the preload. I know a couple of times I landed almost flat and like on my front tire, or I like almost looped out because like when that that preload hits, it's either kicks you forward or kicks you back, and I wasn't used to that. I'm used yeah. to rigid, so yeah. I was like, I pre I would preload different pump. It, you have to pump different. I didn't know that. And my first run, I don't know if you were there, but I preloaded and i jump up and it kicked me backwards and i just had to bail because i was like i'm not looping out today <laughs> <laughs> right that was that was insane watching you man that was insane watching when it when it comes to um the bmx and you with competition so so you're going full bmx now uh your your parents you know during the transition they sounds like they supported you your dad you know wasn't sure but it sounds like he's on board now. Obviously, he was jumping the barrier to get you when you're injured. Um, but when it comes to BMX riding and competition, when did you decide, all right, now I'm going to go into BMX comp contests? Um, well, I've always wanted to compete like since I was little. And um, I got the opportunity, actually, um, a big dude that's been a big impact in my life. Um, his name's Dustin Orm. He big Christian dude. He'd pray with me every time before I went out and rode and they hosted the Hot Wheels Junior Open at Woodward. I think it was like 2015, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember the date or the year. Um, but I had, I was playing basketball. Um, not a basketball player. I hate basketball. Like it's fun to watch <laughs> on TV and watch the pros do their thing, but I just, I'm horrible at it. And so I, I, I was just you. like a, <laughs> I was just being a kid, just doing my thing. Like I played with my brother on my brother's team and I got this opportunity and he's like, Hey, would you want to come out and compete? And I so I signed up, did all the stuff, realized, oh, I have a basketball game that day. And then so I went straight from basketball, bike in the car, like while I'm playing basketball, just got out of basketball, got there, still had my basketball jersey on and had my pads and stuff in my backpack. And this is like when I'm like 14, 15. And so Dang. I have no clue what I'm doing. Like I'm just <laughs> like there just, and then I, so I go get padded up, get my helmet on and stuff. And it was actually the first, I had two competitions. One, I competed in dirt um, BMX and I placed horribly because it was my first competition. And that was like first introduction to competition. I placed horribly in all of them because I was still a beginner, didn't know how to do anything. And um, yeah, that was a bit, that was like what kind of got me into competitions and stuff. Interesting. Now, when you talk about dirt BMX, is that just like dirt jumps? Is that how they, is that what those are? Yeah. Okay. Got it. I gotcha. And as far as, as like skill level, do they just lump you all together or do they have categories now? They have categories. I think, um, some of the categories get all messed up like the that competition i went to there were kids like hucking backflips on the dirt jumps in my category and i was still a beginner what? so what? yeah so i thought that that was a little unfair but um even, <laughs> yeah even even now though like kids will like stay in my group i'm in um i plan to go into uh the what's it called uh i plan to compete at a pro like a pro-ish level this year uh -huh. Um, but I've been competing in 15 and up and that's like, kind of like, kind of beginner, like, but not really beginner. Like you can still have big tricks and stuff, but like, it's more like the kids are sketchy when they do tr their tricks and stuff. And so uh -huh. I've been competing in that. And, um, this one kid, REA, sorry if you're watching REA, but he, he was crazy, like pro level sponsored by like, uh, S and M and stuff. And he was doing like flips and stuff and like tail whips and i think he did like three three tail whip to bar on the spocks at woodward in his Gee. competition run and Gee. i was just sitting over there like doing like little x ups tables and i'm like there's no competing with this guy like there's no one in our class could compete with him and wow. he was just unreal and so they moved him up now but um yeah that was uh that really like messed with my head when that was happening so 
Dude, that's got to be deflating watching it happen when you're there and you've worked hard to to get your run in and, and ready and then you're watching this and you're like is this guy in my he's in my category <laughs> yeah <laughs> holy oh, cow wow. we just got a bunch of people that came in on the chats folks we didn't see it until now uh mountain bike connor let me uh touch base with the chats real quick here we go uh, we got uh, Carson is saying, excited to hear this one. Yo, yo, yo. Actually, also, too, Carson, congratulations. You get the whole shot award tonight for the show. Out of Miami, uh, we have Mountain Bike Q&A. Here we go. What's up? OG Mayfer is in. He says, he says uh, you got the Shaka and the trophy. We got uh, MTV Kaz saying, hey, what's up, peeps? Uh, Carson saying, what's good, segment? Good to see you, Carson. Good to see you, brother. Um he says, looking forward to hearing my dog, Connor. There you go. Man, yeah, we, that's just my got, nephew, so. <laughs> oh, sick. we just got a ton of these in that just came in like all at once, everybody. So sorry if we didn't <laughs> see these, but these all just came in. Uh, we got a $1.99 super chat. He says, what is a super chat? You did it. Seth was here with a super chat to the show. $1.99. Thank you so much, Seth. And Seth is everywhere. Actually, I did see footage of Seth was here at um, jury duty. He showed up the same jury duty as one of my friends. <laughs> it was crazy. He literally is everywhere. Uh, you got Lucas in the house saying, hey, Connor, want to hang out sometime? He's saying, he's saying, hi, trail pimp out of Northern California, the Tahoe area is saying, send it, send it. So, yeah, we got, uh, we got it. They were listening to us, Connor. We didn't know. We didn't see the chats. They weren't coming in. MTV Cavs is saying writing is definitely my therapy. Yes, yes. You got people saying, feel that, bro. So uh, so good. Good to see everybody here. I'm glad you guys made it. Uh, sorry that we didn't see this happening <laughs> until just now, like literally popped in. Yeah, so, it just popped up on my screen too. So <laughs> Yeah, so a little bit of technical difficulties, but great to see everybody here. And uh, yes, I, I guess to them, they've been here the whole time. So uh so connor let's get back to it uh so you're you're competing these uh you have your rundown in that particular run when you were competing against that athlete do you have a trick in order that's going to be like your big trick of the run do you strategically lay them out or do you just go by feel um it just depends like sometimes i go by feel sometimes i don't like um just like whatever happens in the moment happens, but um, like starting to grow as a rider and like starting to mature as a rider, I've realized like I need to have one banger trick like set aside, whether that be at the beginning or the end of my run. Sometimes it's better to just get the hard trick out of the way at the beginning and then like flow your other stuff. Um, so that's like what I'm leaning more towards. Like a, a lot of the riders will wait till the last um, thing, but like the last couple seconds, but I usually do my big one at the beginning. So I don't like, if I mess it up, like it's just, I can still go on. Or if I like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I do mine at the beginning. Most riders won't agree with that, but. I will actually make sense to me. I mean, you're fresh. You're probably warmed up still from your previous practice runs. So you're focused, you're on, you know, it's your time and you can throw it when you have tons of energy. I think at the end, I would feel like you might be a little tired. Maybe mm -hmm. you didn't hit that uh, line the way you wanted. Your approach might be funky and you don't have time to go back and do it again. So yes, yes. Um, I, I, I agree with that right now. What is your go true? What's your go true big trick? Ooh, um, probably X up to can can um or probably tire double tire grab the tuck no double tire grab the tuck no what yeah okay so walk us through that actually do we have that in one of your instagrams let me pull this up and see if we got i don't it. think i have a double tire grab that to tuck no what would be when you say double tire grab is that two hands on the front tire are you like yeah that's like you tuck it up grab two hands on the front tire like this and stop it and then you go into a tuck no Good grief. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I have one of those of you, but that's pretty sick. <laughs> Goodness, yeah. man. And then you said X up to can can. Do we have one of those in here? That's just the straight X up over a little box at this local skate park. Got it. Okay. Okay. I think the, uh, the X up to can is up a little bit. I think, or is it down? No, it's is up. It? Uh, no, it's down because, sorry, it's, yeah. 
Yeah, it's the the one like it's the third one top, like the first one top or the, over. Right yeah, there, there it is. Okay. All right, so here we are. Uh, uh, this is you shooting the box X up right there. Oh, sick! Nice. That was smooth. I barely held on to that, I barely held on to that one. I landed deep. Um, landed a little deep and my bike landed right as my foot got on the pedal. So it was like a little shock. And that's why I looked so surprised when I like <laughs> roll away from it. I'm just like, <laughs> like I'm surprised I landed. I was like, what? <laughs> I can see your face like, shoo. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I battled that trick for like two hours. I kept falling. Like all those little tire marks there are from yeah. me sliding out and falling. Oh, no way. When you were trying to get that trick wired, was it, was it just getting the, was it getting the can back was the hardest part or just combining the two? The hardest part was honestly getting that can out after the X up. Cause like after. It took a Cause lot of courage. Yeah. It took a lot of courage. Cause I do X ups like, like I overclick them sometimes. So I overclick them. And then when I bring it back, sometimes I try to throw the can before and I'd get all tangled up in my bike. Um, oh yeah. But it just that. was, yeah, and then it was just getting over the fear of, like, actually throwing the can after. Like, I did, like, so many just straight jump X-ups, and I was like, all right, I need to just do it. And then one time I just – I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it, and then I ended up doing it. Was it one of those things that when you finally did it, it wasn't as bad? Because I can see when you're doing the X-up, your right hand is right in the way of where your, your can's going to be coming out. So it's almost like you got to throw that X up fa faster, or – and then you have, do you have to shift your weight, too? I see the bike yeah. a little bit. I shift my weight. Um, a lot of riders just do it straight and like try to like keep it on, but I do X up and I kick my bike out the opposite way a little bit. And then I, when I do can cans, I kick it back the other way. I can see that. I can see that. It looks like it helps you too with your hips on how you're yeah. going to release that foot. Wow. Yeah, I, see, I go that way and then back the other way. Yeah, that's cool. And what people can't see is that that hat is probably like seven feet across. Is that about seven feet wide? Yeah, two, around that. Two bike, maybe two and a half bike links, something like that. I remember you could almost, I remember I could almost lay down as a photographer there. <laughs> yeah. Of tons of room, although I'm not the tallest person, but it, it's, you just can't tell from that angle. Oh, so, okay. So that's, that's one of your big ones for contest runs. And speaking of contests, when you're, when you're looking at uh, this next year coming up, what, what are you training for right now? Sorry, what was that? Well, what are you training for right now for for competition? Um, right now I don't. I'm not really like training hard. I've mostly been like doing photo shoots for sponsors, uh, filming videos and stuff. Um, right now I'm just kind of having fun again. Um, and I know I probably shouldn't because I have competitions coming up in October. But um, no, for training right now because I'm not out at Woodward right now because uh it's too much of a liability with my foot to be out there right now, even though it's fully healed. Like they wanted to keep me off until after summer. Um, so I've been, I haven't really been training for it, but every morning I get up at 5 AM and I, we have a lake here and I swim all the way to the other side of the lake and back and then go on a six mile bike ride. Jeez. So that's like what I'm doing mostly in like training. Whoa. And it's remind everybody that this gentleman has asthma and he's still able to freaking swim a lake and go on a six mile ride, which is super dope. Um, we got a, a super chat just came in another one, $4 and 99 cents coming out from Carson Warner saying proud of my bro. Yeah, that is dope. That is dope. So right. I guess let's back up. You talked about being injured and you and I and my son were sessioning, having a good time at Woodward and you ended up breaking your foot in three places, as you said earlier. I didn't put it together that that was around the time we were there. Did it happen after we left? Yeah, it happened like two weeks after you guys left. Um, I I don't know if you remember, but like I think like two weeks after that, there was a family camp. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it happened at the family camp. Um, I had just gotten off of my shift. Um, I was just feeling it. Like I just got done working dirt, and I was just like, Kind of rolling around and stuff and then they had high jump i never compete in high jump ever and so i was like iffy about it kind of did a couple of jumps like here and there and then um one of the the little girls i was hanging out with that was riding um she's phenomenal on a bike i 
I forget her name. I think it's like Maddie or something. Um, she she could flip and stuff. She was um, unbelievable on a bike. Um, but me and her were hanging out and we were like talking about it. She did 10 feet and she comes back up and she's like, all right, I did 10 feet. So you have to. Right oh. as I was about to like back out. And I'm like, all right, this is the last one I'm doing. And then I'm like, just going to ride something else. Oh, and, the last one. Then when they yeah, see the last one. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that something was going to happen. Like right as I was going down the rolling, I'm like, I just said it was the last one. Gosh, oh, dang no. it. Something's oh, going to happen. No. Oh, that no. was in the back of my mind. And I go off and I just didn't preload enough. And I didn't pull back enough. And I went straight over the resi, straight to the flat bottom. Oh, dude. Okay. That's right. I came down. I was like, I think like three feet over the high jump bar and it was at set at 10 feet. Oh man. It's like right around 13 feet coming straight down to flat. And the, that's just 13 feet off of the ramp. Like the ramp is like, what? Like six seven, feet, seven feet six, tall. Seven. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're 20 feet up in the air and I re straight to flat. Oh yep. man. Now, did you break your foot over the pedals or, or did you, did you know you were going to land flat and just try to bail the bike and land on your feet? I knew, I knew I was landing flat, but somehow I was like, I'm going to hold on to this one. And I'm over there, see the ground coming and coming. And I'm like, this isn't going to end well. So I like, I kind of took my foot, one of my feet off. And when I landed, I landed front tire first, the, and then back tire hit. And my foot was on the pedal like this and uh, it just bent it backwards and it came up and hit my shin. Oh and, my God. Yeah. And then I just like hit the ground, slid. I think I blacked out because I hit my head. I blacked out for like two seconds. Because you can you can see in the video, uh, there's a GoPro video of it somewhere in my phone. Um, but um, you can see in the video that I like kind of black out for a second and I'm limp for a second. And then I kind of come back to and start like looking around and like holding my head and stuff. <clears throat> and yeah. Did you know right away that your foot was totally jacked or, or I knew my I knew it was either my leg or my foot. Like the medic came over and she was like like Connor stay down like cuz I was apparently I was trying to get up. Like I was trying to crawl off of the resi. I don't remember any of this, but I tr apparently I like tried to get up and then I fell back down and then I started crawling off the resi. Okay. And that's when she's like Connor stay down and then like um I knew instantly I was saying like okay, either my leg's broken or my foot's broken. Like something's broken. Like I need help. And then, um, I had a bunch of campers there and I didn't want to like yell and like get them upset or like get them like scared. Yeah. So I, my, one of the parkour director there, he came over and he's like, I was like, you need to get everyone out of here right now. Like it's for sure broken. And like, um, and then, um, I started like getting upset with myself and like I, the pain was just unbelievable like i had to hold his hand and like squeeze his hand because like i could not bear the pain really good yeah. grief what the heck man that uh now i've seen i've seen videos of the high jump contest um not particularly that one but i know it's on they do it on the resi and i know they have like that pole at the top and i had seen a kid i think it was on a scooter um do something similar to that like send it to flat and just gonzo um yeah but yeah that's freaky that's very freaky yeah. wow wow i think it, the video is actually on my instagram like is it on your instagram yeah okay. the first part of it's on there okay let me bring this up for the folks i want them to see uh we're gonna look at first of all let's look at your boost real quick because i have that one right here this is you boosting into the into the airbag but look at how much pop he gets and look how high he is i mean that so, is i don't even i don't know <laughs> <laughs> now the the what's interesting about this is yes you're going into the airbag on this one but the transition that you take off the quarter pipe it elongates all the way through so i'm standing on the resi ramp that connor was just talking about so the transition that you jump it's the same jump so you had to have been that high or higher for the, for yeah. the high jump contest yeah, like right about there, and I I just overshot and went straight to flat. Good grief! Okay, so now I'm gonna take us back. I'm gonna try to find back to your um, back to your webs uh, to your Instagram and uh, see if we can see it. Will we see the beginning of that or the whole you'll thing? You'll see me. You'll see me go up, and you'll see me actually hit the ground, and then I think it just goes into like my X up the can. 
Okay, so because I posted it while I was injured, and I just needed something to like post. Got it. Okay, am I? Did I get the right one? Am I in the right one? Let me see. No, it's the other one. It's the other one. Okay, let me get back in there. For all um, the people watching, I have multiple Instagrams because I usually get hacked. They've I've had like three get hacked, but I have a main one now, and that's official Connor Smith, uh, official underscore underscore Connor Smith. Official underscore underscore Connor Smith. That's yeah. the one that I'm gonna get into now. I got the I got the old one. <laughs> yeah. Official underscore underscore Connor Smith. Here we go. Now I got us. Actually, I think it's just Connor, but you're right. It is. Yeah, that's it. It says official underscore underscore Connor, and uh, bringing that up now for the folks that are on on uh, Insta or on um, iTunes and Spotify, we are going to do that. So here we are. And is it down towards the bottom here, Connor? Um, I have no clue. It's glitching out a little bit. Um, it's okay. It's the one of me over the resi with like my arms like straight. It's the GoPro view. Arms straight. Arms. Oh, here. Yep. Got it. POV. This is. Oh, I see. Oh, yes. Jeez. Did that show on the the broadcast? Holy cow. That is gnarly. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. There it is, it's right there. Up. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Damn. That's nuts, bro. So you had this put you out. God, like that. We were there. What were we there? Like three months ago? Four months ago? So you've been in a boot healing that pretty much since since then. Yeah, I um I just recently got out of the boot, like, I'd say, like, three, no, probably, like, four or five weeks ago, but I was out for, like, almost a month, maybe a little over. Wow. Wow. And when you were not being able to ride, what, obviously, it sounds like you're doing photo shoots for your sponsors, which is always great, you know, being able to work the business side and, and have fun doing that. And kind of getting experience with that because that's who knows maybe you'll be doing something like that as you get older as well um but did that help at all with the same like mental health thing that you were talking about or or what did you do when you couldn't ride um no i watched a lot of like youtube videos of like riders and stuff and like um i'd also go i went to the skate park a couple of times just to like watch my friends ride and stuff but for the most part, I really struggled with like a lot of depression during that time. Like, um, I know at one point it got uh, really bad, and I wasn't living with my parents at this point. I was living up with um, one of my dad's friends, Dave. Um, I was living up there in um, Alpine. It's like at the top of like the road to go to Woodward. Okay. Um, I was living past, up there and past the hotel, it, past the Woodward Hotel. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And so I was living up there and I ended up just being like so upset, so angry. I, I had just gotten, gotten done hanging out with, um, with my ex. Um, and we were like, we were hanging out and stuff. And, uh, she mentioned something about like me being a cripple and like not being able to do anything. Oh no. It really upset me. And like, then she drives off and then I kind of just like took a second to myself. And then I like looked down at my foot. And I got so mad. I got like so mad and I just grabbed my crutch and like just I throw it on the ground. And then I sat there crying because like I was upset and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's hard because you don't have an outlet at that time, you know, yeah. like the writing would take care of it. That's when, that's when it's hard because you got to either reach out to a buddy, but then if your buddy starts making fun of you, <laughs> that doesn't help yep. either. <laughs> but I'm glad, I'm glad you're back. And um, now when you're, when you're, Doing this re-entry back, it, did you bring any fear with you from that accident? Or is that something that kind of happened in the past? You know what happened and you're looking to the future. Um, <clears throat> there's still definitely a lot of fear because like I'm just worried that I'll break it again and stuff. Um I went I kind of slowly transitioned back in the tricks. I literally just threw my first look back like last week and I would just flow around and stuff and 
I had to wear a brace up until yesterday was my first day not wearing a brace and I felt really good without a brace. Um, but yeah, just like probably like two weeks ago was the first like time I started doing tricks again. And right now I don't have like any of my tricks. I only have X up can can and uh, look backs right now, but I'm hoping to get all my tricks back soon. Just things, that you know, you can run, you can land smooth basically. Yeah. So it's the fear of probably hucking the flat and putting all that pressure on, on the foot. Do you think, I mean, obviously so many things happened in that, in that one, you could tell right away when you took off that uh, you came off funny, but does it help when you land back tire first sometimes when you're landing the flat? Is that take some of the pressure off? Um, honestly, I would say both tires at first and use your knees as shock absorbers because I've learned when I land back tire first and I'm overshooting, sometimes uh -huh. it'll blow my hands off the bars or yeah. it'll blow them off and I'll like go over the bars. Okay. You get that, that easy just like ripped out of your hands. You get thrown forward. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I've, I felt that a couple of times. That's <laughs> <laughs> definitely not a good feel. And I think we found out who hacked you. Lucas Aubrey, MB. That's one of the... That's one of the little homies that rides the skate park and stuff. Yeah, Lucas. So now we found you. Now we found you. Johnny in Miami <laughs> saying, hat too. <laughs> Seth is here. Awesome, awesome. MTV, TNA, don't get used to it. I like to keep the logic to a minimum. Oh, there is some logic going on. She said, back here, she said, of course, it's the last one. You're not riding another one after breaking a foot. <laughs> yes, that's a, a way to stamp that one for sure. <laughs> nice. I love that. Oh, man. So, okay. So now you're in like this really cool situation. You're, you got the boot off. You, um, you don't have the assist anymore. You're able to ride. You're getting your tricks back. And you have this opportunity with the X Games in 24. Talk to us a little bit about what that is, because that's like from where you are now, obviously the tricks that you know, getting it all back under your hat, looking forward to 2024 with the X Games. How does that happen, and, and what are you doing to prepare? Well, okay, so when I was – I had just gotten out of my boot, and I, like – knew everyone that was riding in x games i got actually got the opportunity to go and um just it's not really like an opportunity from x games because you have to be invited but like that's like top level like stuff i want to do uh -huh. and those dirt jumps are giant and like i want to start training for that um i know going into this year i at least want to do like one or two of the toyota triple crown um at like anaheim or something okay and so I want to do those big jumps, but um, I've been like slow. I want to slowly transition into that, um, and that will kind of get my name out there for X Games. To like be like, okay, like this dude's like riding these jumps. He's doing diff like different tricks and stuff on them, and so. Heck yeah, heck yeah. When so when you do that, when's the when's the first um, when's the first contest for that? I honestly have no idea. I follow them on Instagram. Um, <clears throat> they just ended. So right around Monster Energy Supercross season is when it starts. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, man, there's some a little bit of fun work to do. Do you think mentally it's definitely a big goal for you to get invited and there is a path that you've uncovered to get there? You know the right people to do it. How, how do you feel? Are you motivated mentally to get all those tricks back in the hat or are you gonna I, I don't know what i'm even trying to say i know that basically i know you know the pathway to get to x games you have to be invited they can see you at these competitions leading up to x games are you looking for like certain tricks to be able to throw on dirt for that that you think will grab their attention uh, yeah, I'm actually uh, I want to work on my 360 so I can actually three a whole dirt jump because I I don't know if you could tell when you're at Woodward, but I just never three anything. Like I will never 360 anything, only into the airbag. Like I don't know why. I just have always had a fear of spinning and over rotating. Um, <clears throat> but I want to get three lookbacks. Um, I want to learn tail whips and bars so I can do a three bar, three whip and stuff. And um, I'm not really a flip guy. Like a lot of people have got tried to get me to flip. I w just won't do it. Um, but for the most part. Um, 
yeah, I just want to learn my, my 360 tricks, get those all dialed in and go into the season. Like I want to at least 360 one of the jumps in labs, like the big line at Woodward. Nice. Okay. Got it. Those are the ones outside that uh, was past yeah. that little pump track right there. I think that, dude, I think you can do it because I saw you throw a three tuck no into the airbag and it was like perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. So I know you know how to do it, but I guess just like anything else, taking it to the resi and then taking it to dirt is going to be is going to be fun. Um, in fact, I think I have one right here. I'm going to pull it up. I think I do. Let me see. It is. Uh, oh, down here. Oh, here are some of the guys at the X Games. Let me pull this up. Did you? you so, were you were there for this? For I wasn't trick? there for. I was not there for best trick. I went the day before for the park competition and the dirt best oh. trick and stuff. Oh, so you got to see on Saturday. I got. I went on Sunday. I just missed you by a day. Yeah. Yeah. The the best trick was was insane. Some of these guys were doing some of the most insane things. Um, let's go. Oh, I, that was just one post. I thought I had a full post. I think I have a full post here. It's got like R. Willie and it's got all the guys. Um, where is that? Right. Actually, it's got to be this one right here. No. Yes. Here we go. Here comes some here comes some tricks. So this is where will we be seeing you if you get the if things go the way you're planning for this year? It, will we see you in park or will we see you on dirt for competition? Honestly, I'm hoping to do park. If I if I ever get invited, I want to do park. Yeah. Um, park's like just my thing. Like I I am so sketchy when it comes to dirt jumps. Like it's like I'm stiff and like, it's just sketchy, but like park, I have like my flow and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's Woodward right there, man. All those transitions right there, like mm -hmm. where they were throwing best trick would be the hat at Woodward. Look at that. That's uh, except for theirs has a jacuzzi in, in the top of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, um, I was, I actually got Brady Baker, um, the X games gold medals for dirt. Yes. Um, right before best trick. He was, we were on, actually on FaceTime. And um, he's a really close friend of mine, um, very good dude. Uh, we were on FaceTime, and I was just wishing him, like, good luck and stuff. And he's like, all right, he's like, this one's for you. And then he ended up crashing, and it scared the crap out of me. Like, I, I was honestly, like, in tears on the – on like, watching it on TV because, like, Brady's, like, really close friend of, my, a friend of mine. Man, that one was rough to see. Um, I When he crashed – the way that he kind of went off to the right, there's the wood and then there's cement. You know how they make it like seamless yep. right there. And when his when his bike kind of mouse trapped over, his helmet hit the cement part, not the wood part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he was out for a while. Uh, I didn't yeah. know. Did, did they play that live on TV as well? Did um, you on the live stream? It he hit and then you saw him get knocked out and then it like zoomed out and went into an ad. Okay, got it. I know he's a good buddy of yours, so I don't want to scare you with it. But you knew what happened, and yeah. um, the the good thing is is that when they got to him, uh, they did all the great things to like make sure he was immobilized, just in case there were injuries that they couldn't tell. Um, like with any like high end athlete, they got him off and they put him under the bleachers. So literally, where I, we were sitting, we were right behind media, mm -hmm. and where my son and I were sitting, I could look down through my legs you know how you can look under the bleachers right there yeah. and brady baker was right there and uh at one point i saw him looking around i could read his lips he says i think i'm fine and he looked up and we made eye contact and my son goes you got this and he gave us like the thumbs up sign um but after he was gone we didn't hear an update about him how is he doing do you know yeah i he had a pretty bad concussion after that and also he broke his collarbone on that he did yeah wow okay i have it on film but i never posted it um yeah and i, I don't want to post it but yeah that was such a hard slam so it was his right it had to been the right collarbone because yeah. that's the side he went down mm -hmm. on really hard. yeah and then like the day before that um i don't know if you've ever heard of him marcus christopher sponsored yeah. by like rockstar energy and stuff okay he's an another close friend of mine um he came to camp and me and him like started getting close and like talking more and stuff and riding together. Um, he did the transfer out of the mini half pipe into the bolt, the deep end of the bowl. 
Um, oh. And he went straight face first, broke his jaw, um, fractured his eye socket. Like, jeez, he was out. He was he was out up until he got to the hospital, and it took him like at least thirty five minutes to like immobilize him and stuff, and like get him out of the park. Wow. Um, and he was out until he got to the hospital. Wow, dude, that's scary. That was on Saturday. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that was that was nuts. And then our Willie was out there. He was trying to do a special flip for best trick, and uh, and that was nuts. So because he was injured from the day before, with I think it was his foot. I think his I think his foot was was messed up. But he yeah, was it's because. He was trying the forward front bike flip, front flip. Yes. Yeah. Did he pull that off on Saturday? Yeah. He, he did. Um, right? Yeah, he did it. Um, I was actually back with the riders when he did it. Amazing view from where all the riders were. Wow. Wow. When I saw those dirt jumps, I thought, what the heck, man? Those things were like <laughs> buildings, like building after building. <laughs> yeah. Right when I saw them, I'm like, I'm like, I could hit those. I want to go ride those. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you did, man. I looked at it. I was in awe. I felt like I was looking at like a pyramid back in Egypt or something. Like, look at those yeah. things. They're huge. They're way bigger on in person than on TV. Um, so X Games, man, that would be so cool to see you get there. And, uh, you know, as far as the, the first competitions that have to come up, um, do you have to set a goal for yourself? Do you tell your sponsors? Like, is there a representative that kind of tries to talk to the people at the X Games? Because I know it's invite only, and there's got to be a committee that's looking at all this talent. But um, how does that work? Do you know? Um, I honestly have no idea. I know I'm more sponsored by small brands besides Monster Army. Um, I, like, just started talking to, like, the representative for Monster Army at um, X Games. Cause Brady actually introduced me to them and very cool dude. Like nice, like very, like very nice. Um, me and him had a conversation and he just was like, yeah, like you can start posting stuff about us. And he's like, once you like get really good, you can come on to monster army and then you can stay on our team for a little bit and then graduate to energy if you like keep progressing and stuff. So right now I'm just like posting content, tagging them. They'll see all the videos and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. And dude, look at this when i was at the contest on sunday all the people that were all the competitors were monster all of them yeah all of them are monster energy it, there's monster everywhere so that's the right crowd and you are already uh being supported by them you're a monster army right now moving towards monster energy but look at that look at that right there yeah <laughs> everybody yeah um yeah uh i don't know why but all i don't know like once i probably say this you're gonna like realize but um all the american riders that were sponsored by like red bull and stuff um mm -hmm. i don't know if you can tell but like now there's like barely anyone from the u.s sponsored by red bull like there's i think garrett reynolds is courage adams actually courage adams isn't from the u.s um but yeah so like they just kind of revoked all the sponsorships i know daniel sandoval was like one of their last U.S. riders, and then uh -huh. he switched to Monster. So I don't know what's going on between like the two. Like I don't want to say anything and like have someone get upset about it, but I never understood it, and I still don't. But like honestly, like I just heard stuff about it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I noticed that now. Monster's making a a a big presence. So. Yeah. I wonder if Red Bull's pulling back or just concentrating on on maybe European riders. I don't know, but interesting, yeah. interesting insight, man. But uh, you're definitely in the right camp, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for mm -hmm. that's for mm -hmm. dang sure. Uh, we got a question here from MTB TNA. <laughs> she says, "I just want to know, Connor, what is the role of the elliptical machine that plays in training for BMX?" Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly forgot that was there. <laughs> uh, Sometimes when I'm bored, I will say it like at night when I'm bored and I'm just laying around, I'll just be like, you know what? I have done nothing but lay around all day after my workout. So sometimes I'll come up here, turn on the TV and just like do that. And it really helps with like my arms and stuff. Like when, it, cause I use mostly my arms on that. So like I'll be doing it with my arms and it really helps with like pulling up the bike. And like, that's kind of the role it plays is just like helping with arms and stuff. And yeah. 
Nice. See, MDBTNA, there is a, a effective role for the elliptical in Connor's yep. room. <laughs> well, Connor, man, I've had you now for an hour on the show. Um, there are so many great things in your future. You're 19 years old. You're killing it out there. You're overcoming obstacles in in all different types of ways. You've already realized that the bike helps you with mental health and all the great people that you get to meet um, while you're doing the sport. <laughs> and MTB TNA says there's actually an answer. Yay. <laughs> um, is there anything that you'd like to share that we maybe didn't get a chance to touch upon before we go? Um, just whatever anyone in the chat or whoever's watching this, like whatever you put your mind to, like you could easily go and achieve. You just got to put in the work for it. And that's what, <clears throat> like with my asthma, I have to condition myself all the time. Um, so like whatever you guys want to do in life, like whether that be sports, whether that be whatever, just go and put your head down and work for your dreams. I love it. I love it. Give Connor a follow. Connor, remind folks where they can follow you on Instagram or your social media platform. You guys can follow me on Instagram at official underscore underscore Connor. And a lot of people spell Connor C-O-N-N-O-R, but mine's C-O-N-N-E-R. And C yeah. All right, official underscore underscore Connor. Let's follow him. Let's root for Connor as he is on the pathway right now towards X Games. He's got a couple things he's got to do to get there, but he's in the right camp. Uh, stay close to Brady Baker. That guy is a shredder and seems like a really good person. I'm sure you'll be able to. Uh, he'll be able to give you some insight, mentorship as well. But Connor, rooting for you, brother. Thank you. Great to see you, man. Th thank you so all so much for being on. This has been episode 121 with Connor Smith, and you met him before, before. So, uh, <laughs> before the fame. Before. He's still, to my, in my eyes, he's famous. He, you see him right in real life. It is like, what the heck? Amazing. <laughs> Last couple of years, we go uh, mountain bike Q&A saying, I shall follow. Yes, Charlie Hicks is on, says, what a, what a guy is jumping in. Mountain bike Q and A, hit that like button, definitely. So, thank you all so much for being here, Connor. Thank you for your time. Keep hustling, keep working hard, and I can't wait to see you soon on the big screen at X Games. See you all thank soon, you. guys. And that is a wrap for episode one twenty one with Connor Smith and his road to X Games. Connor, we're rooting for you, buddy. You've got the training facility. You know the right people. You're putting in the time, and I cannot wait to see you shine. For those of you listening, I always like to leave it on a positive note. Remember, when life gets rough, because it always will, remember one pedal down, just like we do every day when we're riding our bikes, climbing that hill, one pedal down, one pedal down. Take your mind somewhere else. Do what you need to do, but put in that work because you will eventually get there. And when you do, I'll either see you at the top or you'll be waiting for me for just a bit, but I'll see you up there because all of your hard work and all of our hard work will always pay off. See you on the next episode or see you out there in the wild.